0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of Align with Lina. Today is September the 14th and so much is going on in the world because it is the year 2020 and I am super excited to bring to you someone that I have met really recently so I don't know her that well so we're going to get to know her better together and her name is Kishland Waln. And I am super, super excited to have you here, Kishlan, because uh, you and I connected. We were both speakers at at an event, and I heard what you were sharing, and it just so resonated with me. And I knew that your story uh, would inspire others. So thank you so much for being here with me today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. It's a total honor to be here with you.
0: Well, it, it, we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to inspire some folks. So let me start with the same question I ask everybody. When did you begin to realize that things were not quite what they seemed? that like there was more to life than what you had been either conditioned to believe, prepared to think is what you were supposed to be, do and have when you grow up. But when when did you begin to realize that there was a lot more and a lot of it is unseen?
1: Well, um, I had an awakening experience when I was 16. And um, it was, I was sort of a troubled teen. And I was experimenting in different substances. And um, uh, mushroom medicine found its way to me. And uh, I didn't know that it was medicine back then. But now that I'm more uh, mature in my spirituality and understanding, um mushroom medicine found its way to me and i had an awakening experience Um, but i went back to sleep and um kind of got lost in the dream but there was always that foundational understanding and i never really forgot it and i never really could completely believe in the dream anymore Um, I went on and got married, had a child, um, divorced, um, uh, got married again, had another child. And um, I was um, really in a dark place. I had gotten to a very dark place in my life. And the secret popped up just like uh, so many uh, so many people found the, secret. the
0: movie you're talking about the movie the documentary yeah.
1: yes and um i watched it and it's like an instant recognition it's like yeah that's the type of understanding that i remember and so i started digging and digging and digging and um that was probably in 2012 2013 okay and um so from there i just started digging started studying the law of attraction, found Abraham Hicks. Um, and then it just, uh, it it was just never enough. It wasn't enough truth for me. So I just kept digging and I found other teachers and I kind of went on this spiritual journey, this path of, okay, well, I'm going to have to empty, uh, in order to, uh, really be happy in order to find that peace that, that, um, looking for so i did i went on an emptying journey and uh, i've had many different teachers and i'm here now so yeah
0: i i love hearing that that incredible progression and the clarity with which you share it let's let's go back to that mushroom medicine because my youngest son well all three of my kids did drugs but my youngest son definitely experimented a, a fair amount with drugs and and mushrooms were part of it as a matter of fact he he was wanting me to try it and I said okay I'll I'll try it but I could not get past the taste and the the smell of it and the maybe it's just that kind that he gave me so I could never have that experience but he did uh one time do that mushroom medicine In front of me and I got to watch him and witness and he was sharing the things that he was seeing and I knew he was tapping into consciousness and for me it was just so beautiful to experience and I I didn't do plant medicine uh, really until last year it was in November that I finally uh, tried ayahuasca and it was just such a beautiful beautiful expansive experience but you as a As a young child, you know, in in, in a teenager doing plant medicine and having that expansion, like you said, you went to sleep. My son was able to to use what had happened and and have it work for him because I spent a lot of time. By then I was already an awareness coach and I was teaching a lot. So I was able to help and guide him to use what he was experiencing as part of his awakening what was it like for you to have this, this access to consciousness and then go back to sleep? Just take us into that moment because a lot of people are experiencing that or have experienced that. Something opens them up, whether it's drugs, whether it's a, a beautiful transcendent moment in front of a sunset, whether it's uh, in a meditation or in a yoga class, people have these moments of, of expansion, but then they go back into contraction just because they don't understand what's happening. Take us to that time for you, and how how did you work through that
1: um, well the the actual experience was um, I was with a friend and he was talking to me, and I believed that he was actually taking me on this journey, and I didn't even know and then all of a sudden boom um, everything just opened up and i was I became so Amazed and curious, I kept asking him questions, and you know, I was probably annoying him because (laughs) I'm just a, I'm curious by nature. I dig and I dig. I find I want to know. I want to know truth, and uh, I didn't know that then. I know that about me now. Um, So I would um, try to uh, not try. I would um, continue to um, go into that space by. Um, doing this several times and also LSD and um, uh, it just it, it would back then you know I didn't have the wisdom I really didn't know I didn't have the guidance and I think that that's one thing that if you if you're going to do that you should have some sort of guidance you should have some sort of medicine woman or a medicine man or somebody that can take you and hold space for you to do that, but um, uh, it was, because it throws you off balance, right? Absolutely. It's it's hard to take that understanding and take that, uh, once you come back into this realm, to take that and embody that. Um, uh, Young people who are just experimenting, they don't have that, usually they don't have that guidance. Your son is very fortunate and what it does is it kind of uh, makes you disillusioned with with the the system, with with the world, um, with relationships. Because it's like, oh, this doesn't really exist, yeah. um, and I can basically do whatever in the hell I want. Um, and that's not what that medicine is asking for. It's asking um to bring that type of understanding and embody that and uh, live in the world because we came here to live in the world we didn't come here to be blissed out all the time we came here to live in the world and um <clears throat> make new weavings and i think probably you know during that time also the energy was different um because that was back in the in the early 90s just the energy was different it was starting yeah. to, um and now i would say now especially it's even people who are not using medicines like that are able to have those types of experiences because the energy grid has just changed it's it's made it easier more translucent the 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 vibration on this planet is increasing and that's also you know yeah. there's 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 one side to that that's beautiful and then there's the other side that people just can't handle that high vibration it's driving it's making yeah. nuts right yeah um, yeah it's just um yeah it's <laughs> we can so see what's talk, happening right
0: <laughs> yeah Let, let's talk of, for people who who have never done plant medicine and are not aware with that when when you had that moment where you experienced that that opening what was it that you experienced so we can paint the picture of the distinction between our everyday world of going to work, going to school, doing, you know, making money, paying bills, that day to day thing, aspect of life that we get disillusioned with. Contrast that with what was it that you experienced in that other realm?
1: So that's. um That's challenging to put in the words
0: I know I know
1: it's um because any words doesn't it it, it's just a clumsy uh, representation but if I were to put it in the words it was an opening it was like uh, first of all it was for me it was like an explosion Mm -hmm. um I I think I can actually remember uh, hearing a pop in my head and it was probably the pineal gland doing something. I, I don't really know. And um I actually became sick in the moment. I, I became very physically ill, uh, overwhelmed with um energy. And I think it was just energy was pushing through my body and it was pushing out whatever it could to open open myself up. And it was an expansiveness and um yeah it was just an expansiveness and it was just i i just had this sudden understanding that there this place shouldn't be taken so seriously it's it's this is just um a play it was it was it was a it it wasn't. It was a fun play, and and I remember sometimes when I was um, uh, doing these medicines, I would be around my mother, and of course she didn't have any idea. But I felt like that she was doing it with me. It was like we were all we were all you know having fun and um, and um, playing this game. So yeah. it, it really kind of became less serious the, the physical experience was that I was, I felt connected. I felt like, um, my heart was open, uh, that I didn't have anything to be afraid of. I, I felt like that there were different levels of -hmm. this understanding. And I didn't know how to put that into words until I was talking to some of my friends while we were, um, doing this medicine. And, um, there, one of the guys, he said, yeah, it's like levels. And they're like, yeah, and that's when I knew I wasn't crazy, that I wasn't, you know, that I knew that um, uh, what I was experiencing was true because other people were experiencing and, and having the same understanding.
0: Yeah, when when I had my encounter with the divine back in 2007, which is what prepared me to be able to be with my son as he was doing his plant medicine and everything else that he was trying, when I had that encounter I found myself and it is hard to put into words but over the years because of all of the coaching that I do and, and the teaching that I do there is a very specific pattern that we all go through. Course in Miracles lays it out pretty pretty clearly and we we have all chosen to have a physical experience from a in a non-physical place so, the first thing that was shown to me is that I'm not this body that what I am is the the consciousness, the intelligence, the love, the essence, the energy the the creative source of all that is expressing itself in a playful way, like you were saying. I play the role of Lina, you play the role of Kishland, my son was my son, the president is the president, everybody plays a role like we're like we've been cast in this massive movie, and every one of us has a role to play and all of it is absolutely perfect when we understand that consciousness can be anything it wants to be that's why it's infinite infinite possibilities are possible so what what was happening for me is i was realizing that there was so much more to me so when you were talking about that opening it's like my mind got blown and i had knowledge that I didn't know in my human form, but I had all of a sudden this opening to this infinite knowledge, but I didn't have the neurological pathway set to process that information, to take it in, in a way that I could logically have it make sense. And it's taken me, I'm going to say it took me almost 10 years. So it's really only in the last two or three years that I've been settling into the embodiment of it, but it took me about 10 years to sort through what I felt as my truth and question the beliefs that go against that or question the beliefs that limit that or or block it or deny it. So I've had to train my mind into staying curious, into staying open and allowing what I had experienced to become my new reality, to become what I trust as, as what is possible for me and for everyone. And that, that opening was a tapping into, well, source, the source of all that is. It's like we send up the periscope from the submarine up into, and we can begin to see, but we're still under the water. We're still submerged underneath the, the, the density of being a human. So it is quite the process, you know, my son is still going through that. And this was for him 10 years ago, that when he started that, that journey, and he's still in that process of, of unraveling and and letting go. But when you said that you began to, then you fell back asleep, and then you had another went through the uh, uh, depressive time, we all do that. Especially once we open up to so much more that is lovely and good and beautiful and happy. And then we come into the day-to-day drudgery and crying babies and bills to pay and cheating spouses or uh, drunk spouses or lying spouses or no spouses, whatever it might be. Once we come into the density of this limitation and this lack of awareness of, of other possibilities, Life can suck, especially if you know that there is another way. You just don't know how to make it manifest. What was that like for you to navigate through through that dark period? I know you said you were curious, but what was it like for you to navigate through that?
1: It was um uh it's made me who I am today. <laughs> so it was it was very challenging. I mean, I went through um Uh, an abusive first marriage. And, um, and I brought a lot of my own crap to my second marriage. So um, I always knew that there was a way like you're saying to get back to that space without any kind of medicine. And I think that there was I was always kind of searching uh, for um, for that. And but i went through years of depression and um i just it was it was dark and it was necessary it was it was necessary for me to descend back into this realm into the trenches to do my work because if i would have just woken up at 16 and everything and stayed there um I wouldn't be able to serve the people and beings uh, in this world as I'm able to do now, because I I did descend so far into the depths of hell um, that I know what it's like to be there and I can empathize and I can offer guidance and in a way that I was able to um, escape. Um, and escape's not the right word, but I think it, the point whenever you're in, in the depths of hell, you want to escape and, um, yeah, but I, I went through different, I was, grew up as a, a I, I, the way I grew up is I didn't really have any religion. And then my father, uh, pulled me into Christianity and then I, um, went into some eastern philosophies i studied yogananda and so i was on the right track and then i met my current husband who's jewish and i studied that and and uh went into judaism so i was always on this spiritual path i was always seeking i was always looking for the truth um because i knew it was there and i just didn't know how to get back. And it just wasn't time for me to get back. And I never really left. But it just wasn't time for me to um, ascend into heaven, I guess you could say, um, out of the depths of hell. And uh, yeah, it was it was very, very hard, very lonely. hmm. Um, I it is. It's
0: a very lonely process. Most people don't know. Most people that are listening to this now, unless they've been through a similar process, are, are probably thinking, what the hell are they talking about? Because it makes no sense. How do you open up and then you descend and you, you know, the, the, the what we're saying doesn't make sense to the conditioned mind. But so yes, it was a lonely path. So how did you move out of that loneliness and into a uh, a community or or uh, a place where you felt supported.
1: Well, first of all, my 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 current husband is very supportive, and he's he's he doesn't understand really what what <laughs> what I'm talking about a lot of the times, and he doesn't understand what I'm doing, but he he sees that it's obviously working, and um, because I'm uh, in a different space, so I have that beautiful um container of my marriage and um and then i really just use youtube i guess you could say i'm a youtube buddha um (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, i just watch video after video after video whenever i drive my car whenever this happened when i found the secret i would get the secret book listen to the secret audiobook i would listen to youtube i would listen back and forth to work i would listen i would listen to it when i would go to sleep i would listen to whatever when i would as soon as i would wake up because whenever i would wake up i would just automatically descend in this contraction anxiety whatever and so i would listen to it as soon as i'd wake up i'd wake up early Um, do meditations. I would do focus wheels for, for, uh, that's a, that's a, um, uh, method that Abraham Hicks taught. And, um, uh, I just was, it was a constant digging process within myself. And, um, I had such a desire to get out of the depths that I was in, um, that I just kept kept working. And I, I, you know, most people li- listen to the radio uh, on their way to work and from work. I listened to, I listened to Abraham Hicks. I listened to, um, later on, I got into other teachers like Muji, another um, mm-hmm. um, uh, Bentinho Massaro. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I uh, later, Barbara Barbara Rosen-Cruz, who we met through, uh, she was a teacher. I would listen to some of the recordings with my sessions with her. Uh, I would just listen and listen and listen and listen and and when I'm at work and I'm able to listen, I would listen. I would read. It was it's a, just a constant digging process. And a lot of a lot of people, it's hard to actually embody this stuff. It's it's hard to sort of pull ourselves out, but at the same time we really aren't doing it alone because we have a community of guides and light workers. And eventually I was able to attract beings online, mostly that could help support me and give me a friendship. And uh, it made it a little less lonely and made me feel like I was a little less crazy uh, (laughs) trying to go on this path because most people were around, they don't have this understanding and, I do remember one time I was with a former boyfriend of mine and I was explaining this understanding that I had and I was in my early twenties and he says, what are you talking about? you talk. you can't start your own understanding of God. And and, uh, you know, I'm, I was thinking, I'm like, why not? (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, it's it's a, um, it's a very personal, deep journey, and it is a constant process. It's constant work.
0: Yes, growing, well, not growing up, but living in the, the Bible Belt, I had a lot of Christian friends. And when I started sharing that I was receiving messages from Jesus, because I was, I was being guided by the consciousness that we know as Jesus, the human. But in, but, you know, in, in Jesus's incarnation, he was teaching us that what we are is non-physical, And that was the whole focus of the crucifixion. It wasn't the death of the body, it was to show that the that there is no death to the consciousness, there's no death to the isness that that each of us are and are just nothing more than expressions of and when i began to share things like that yeah my my christian friends were thinking i was going crazy and that i was becoming the antichrist because i'm talking about receiving guidance and being told now what to believe what from a knowingness place and and a lot of it went against the the bible teachings and then of course, when I had my encounter with God, that was it, They most of them wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> but that, like you said, is so personal. But let, let's tie that together uh, with what's happening now. Because as I said, I've been doing this for a very long time, teaching people, walking people, thousands of people through their awakening journey, that's all that I've done, is people who are waking up, I help them understand, how the mind got conditioned to become egoic and feel separated and, and that this world is real. And then do the work of questioning those thoughts and beliefs to move into the realm of opening up the mind to receive guidance, to open up to uh, whatever other guides are gonna come in and assist them in, in, in through this journey. But there is a process we are all going through and, and it is very simple. We come in from a non-physical realm to have a physical experience, like you were saying. it's like a play, it's like a movie, we're playing a role. but we are believing that the role is what we are, is who we are, and the roles are confining, because if I'm a doctor, that's all I can be is I'm just a doctor. If I'm a mom, that's it, I, I can't be anything else. So this journey is activating for, well, not not we're individually going through this journey, but collectively. We are being called, consciousness is saying, it's time that we step it up. We need to go up to that another level. Like you were saying, there are many, many levels. And, you know, in Christianity, they say there are many, many uh, mansions. And the mansions are like different, different houses that we expand into. I don't know if you're familiar with the, the nesting dolls that, that are typical in Russian. There's a little doll inside of another doll inside of another doll and a bigger doll that is like what the levels are. So we've been trapped in the smallest little possible space and we are coming out of that to the next level and then to the next level. But the whole of humanity is moving to a new level and it's a level of collaboration and cooperation so that we can move out of the time of, of individual Uh, you know, living in separation and operating in in greed and self-protection. You can't be in cooperation if you're in self-protection. So we have to move through these ideas that we have of ourselves that are expanding us to feel safer to collaborate. So share your perspective on how you're seeing your personal journey playing out in the collective.
1: Mm Hmm. Well, the collective is absolutely going through <laughs> um, a world of beauty and a world of shit, right? It's part of my language, but... Um, All right,
0: it, <laughs> it's dark. It's it, deep and dark out there.
1: Yeah, it is what it is. And um, so, yeah, I perceive my... You know, there's different explanations of the levels or whatever, Um I see the levels as different densities of light. Mm-hmm. And we're going from uh, a third density understanding to a fourth density, which is um, more of a green, ray, heart, fourth density, heart opening, more transparent um, space. And, you know, that's absolutely um, the journey that I'm on and that everybody else is on, moving from that. Um, Uh, density where there's less light into a density where there's more light, more dense, it's more dense. There's more density of light. And so that light um, is, has infused itself and is infusing itself in this um, world of matter. And it's just, it is loosening things up and it's, and it is shining light on corners that we just, most of us just weren't aware of corners of minds, corners of our own personal selves, and corners of the collective. And we're seeing um, things come to light and it's almost like somebody is taking a tablecloth and going, "whew," and everything is just flying everywhere. And it's necessary in order to, in order for the Earth to ascend, and we're, she's ascending. And no matter
0: what, that's yep.
1: right. So if we better get our our vibration in sync with her in order to ascend to that new um, space that she's going to. Um, and there, like you said, there's a splitting happening, and there's going to be there's infinite timelines, and but there's two really major timelines playing out right here and um it's a moment of choice which we all have choice all the time and um i i think it was uh one of my teachers bentinio that talks about or maybe he was even bashar i don't know if you're familiar with Bashar. I am. um he talks about the train tracks yep and so um if you want to take it as a as a collective whole there's really two choices here the choice of love or anything but Uh (laughs) and um it really starts with personal love and all this work is only ever and always inside of ourselves it's not outside of ourselves so um if you're going to choose the timeline of ascending with the our our beautiful mother gaia uh pachamama um, if we're going to choose that, that path of ascending with her into this beautiful new density, this new uh, realm of understanding, then we're going to have to do the work in ourselves. And <clears throat> I'm not responsible for anybody else but myself. And if we do that work and we start to move in the world from that understanding, it's automatic. It's not like we have to make a mental choice. Yeah, it's it's an embodied choice and um, it's a hard it's very difficult because depending on what side of the political aisle, your attention gets pulled here and your attention gets pulled there. The attention is what the other um, they want to take from us. They want to take our attention and say, hey, look over here. Don't look in here. So um, our attention is our superpower and the choice that we have as actually the choice of where we put our attention and not to say that you don't pay attention to what's going on in the world and want to make and want to sh- help shape it, but you mm-hmm. better be shaping it from a space of solid foundation of love and understanding and not a place of lack because where we're moving as a as a planet uh, as and as a people, there's there's not it's we're moving to a space that there's no there's not going to be we're not going to play out this lack story anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the other timeline is going to still continue to play that out because there's you yeah. know it's, we're in an infinite universe that wants infinite possibilities, so we're going we're going to, leave it to us, we're going to play out the one thing that really doesn't exist in existence is lack. It just doesn't exist, but we figured out a way to play it out. So we got to play out that lack and we've got to play out that limitation. Um, So it really is only and ever a personal journey and um, for everybody. And that's really how we change anything. That's how we, I think it was Gandhi, That said, um, be the be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah, and that's really, it's really that simple.
0: (laughs) It and it is, it is so so simple that like the Course in Miracles that I'm a student and a teacher of explains so clearly. It is a the course says it's a course in mind training. You know, in the Bible, in Romans, I can't remember which um, section in Romans it says. And you will be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Because our mind, when it gets programmed to believe that this is the truth, it blocks out everything else. So when we're programmed to believe in lack, we, bro- we block out all potential for infinite possibilities. If you're trained to believe that you can only get a job that pays you know, $15 an hour, you're going to go look for a job that pays $15 an hour. And we are conditioned from a very young age to become rule followers, to be basically molded into entering into this this system, primarily corporate America, where you you work in a specific job, even if it's a factory, you work a specific job, You you work at a certain level, and that's what you do. You collect your money, you pay your bills, and then one day you retire and you get to have some fun, maybe. And what we are having to move through, as you know, the hell that we have been in, is that sense of there's not enough money, and I, I, there's not enough hours, there's not enough of me to go around. So that change has to start in the mind questioning. Like you said, curiosity is, is, is the ticket out. And curiosity is, is, is a double-edged sword. To to be curious, that means that you are willing to be open to something you don't know. But to be curious for many people activates a fear of, well, I can't be curious because then what if I'm wrong about what I believe? I don't want to know something else because then I may have to admit that what I've been defending is not so. So there is a process in this journey of awakening. As simple as it is, just question your beliefs. It is not easy. Because so many of the beliefs that we have are very deeply ingrained and they were taught to us by people that we loved. So, for example, one of those beliefs that I had to, to look at was the whole idea of death, growing up Catholic, death and, and hell. And because I was taught that I was a sinner, everybody's a sinner the possibility of a loving God was not in my realm of awareness. So I resisted being curious about God because I was right. This was a punishing God. This was a mean God. This was a, I wanted nothing to do with God. So my mind blocked curiosity because I was defending my need to be right about how bad God was. And it wasn't until I opened up and got curious and go, well, what if God's not such a mean God, what, what, would ha- what, might, what would life look like if it was not that way? And that ability to be curious takes an incredible amount of courage because sometimes you're gonna have to go up against you know, you, the people that you have been uh, hanging out with. Hey, Christine and Angie, so glad that you guys are joining us. Um, share a little bit about some of the beliefs that you had to, to shift to allow for the story of lack or the story of limitation or the stories that, that had you feel depressed. What were some of the beliefs that you had to shift so that internally you could be the change that is showing up in the world as you?
1: Oof, that's a... <laughs> I
0: know, it's a big question, I sorry.
1: Had to, I had to basically change everything I understood about me except for one thing that, um, there was something really deep and awesome about me. There was always that way back deep understanding after I had that opening when I was 16. Um, There was always that there. However, like you said, we have all this uh, overlaying crap um, that we're given uh, by the world. So uh, I really grew up in a family that where my father was a hard worker and i just i had a very close relationship with my father and so i kind of took that on you know work hard and there's nothing wrong with hard work but um i i took that on and i just once i got to a point where i was mature enough to actually work (laughs) um i worked my ass off and then i would work so much overtime and it's like oh i need to work hard to get money i need to work I need to get overtime to get money. I need to, I need to trade my time for money. And, um, I'm working now to step out of that. now I'm working to step out of that belief from, um, just being in that space where I have to just work and trade all my time for, for money. Um, yeah. I, was, um, I was doing the law of, I was working with the law of attraction and, um, I was working in a space to where I wasn't very happy, but I got, I got happy. I did woke up and did focus wheels. I changed beliefs about my coworkers. Um, And that was a very, that was in the very beginning. It was a mental process because it's, this is, this is mental pathways that we're dealing with. So I would get up and I would change my beliefs about work. And instead of being miserable at work, I got so happy that I ended up getting fired from that job and um because i was just I, I it spun out of my reality but i ended up a few months later in a job where i was making three times the amount of that i was making in that job <laughs> <clears throat> so now i step into another paradigm where i'm making more money but i'm still needing to trade my time for money um, yeah. and so now i've i think i've pretty much stepped out of that understanding and i'm trusting the process that i'm in Um, but it was a process to say, um, no, I don't need to trade my time for money. I need to step into my purpose. I need to live from purpose. So, um, I'm kind of walking into what, what we were talking um, before the, the this, uh, this video that, um, I'm walking in two worlds right now.
0: Yeah.
1: And, um, You know, that's far as that's that, I had to change my beliefs as far as working and money and money beliefs, and you know, then there's beliefs of the you know self worth, and that I need to be filled by something outside because uh, I don't know if you're familiar with A. H. Alma's uh, work, but he has a it's called a theory of holes, Mm. and we develop these holes in our in our being whenever we're children and we're constantly trying to fill those holes from the outside world and um uh and a big one is self-worth that we're trying to get validation self-worth from the outside world and um believing that we are not self-sourced in that and Shifting that belief that I need to get validated, I need to get approval to I don't need approval from the outside world because my essence, in my essence, my true essence is just beyond imagining awesome. It's it's it really is. We are. We are such an as a being. We're such an interesting conversation. We're infinite. We're ancient. And we don't need the validation from anybody. We just need to go in and find that inner sourcing. Um,
0: But that uh, that is the work, is to strip away the layers that have defined us, you know, what people think, how we look, how we show up in the world, what job we have, how much money we have, where we live, who we're married to, what car we drive, you know, where we go on vacation. There are so many levels of of ideas that they're all in our mind about what makes us who we are and and does that measure up comparing it to what society has says is the sign of success so there is a the questioning every single belief until we get to what you said which is coming to the core of our beingness and we felt that as children we all have had experiences, it doesn't matter how bad somebody's childhood is, there is always a moment, um, if not several moments, for some several years, I had a very, in many ways, a very happy childhood. So there are, that memory, which is our core lifeline, is based on our magnificence, It's based on our sovereignty, it is based on who we truly are. Which is why, you know, in, in the, the US Constitution, it was written in there because that was channeled information, some aspects of that Constitution, that all men and women are created equal, endowed by our Creator with the same inalienable rights. And among them, among them, these are not the only ones, but among them is the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. So we were designed to be free. Liberty, we were designed to experience life, however it shows up, and we were designed to be happy. Course of Miracles says that that's our purpose. Our purpose is to be happy. And when you begin to understand, well, why am I not happy? Then you enter the path of curiosity. Ask yourself, why am I not happy? And we're all gonna find out that we're doing things we don't like to do. Now for me, my work now is it's just joy. I've been retired for 14 years since I started coaching. Because it's so much fun. It's life-giving. But people are in jobs that they don't like, making money to pay bills, to keep up with houses that, they, that exhaust them, that they can barely keep up with, to keep up with the Joneses. And that sense of our safety and our goodness is outside of us, is what's crumbling now around us. It's what's breaking down those structures that provided us a, a false sense of self are breaking down because mentally we need to break them down in our mind. We need to not believe that I need that crappy job to be happy, but rather let me find my own inner happiness, recognize that I was created for freedom. If I was free, what would I want to do? And give ourselves permission to play with the energy, like you were saying, law of attraction, because it's all vibration. So we are attracting at, at the frequency that we're resonating at. How are you seeing the world with all the shifts and changes that are happening now because you write these beautiful posts uh, that are absolutely gorgeous but what what is it that you are seeing that you believe would uh, be helpful to people if they could see that that is helping you watch and observe and not you know n- not go into depression again because you've come out of that hole? what is it that you're seeing that you maybe in some ways are excited that people are experiencing, even if they don't know it yet?
1: Hmm. Well, I'm seeing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the the I'm seeing the, there's a lot of collective manifestations coming to the surface. There's a lot of, collective distortions coming to the surface. And I know from my own personal experience that whenever they, something comes to the surface, it's exciting because not maybe not um, from one perspective, but from a higher perspective, because when something's coming to the surface, that means it's wanting to be seen and it's wanting to be um, held in a space of, it's like acceptance it's like okay yeah we've been doing that more yeah. and um you know there's a there's a lot of things that we become angry with in the collective that we actually are doing it within our subconscious our unconscious our very private dark spaces that we don't share with anybody and um
0: Give some examples. So for somebody who's listening to this and doesn't know what you're talking about, what are what are something that you found that was dark in you that you're seeing outside? I can give you a long list of mine.
1: Um, well, the um the pedophilia stuff, I was a victim victim of um of things like that. So there's still that kind of darkness that has had a home in in me, and really this all this coming up is having to bring all this out within me, and I'm having to look at it, and I'm having to look at the relationship of the victim and the perpetrator, um, mm-hmm. because it's all archetypal, right? It's all yeah. Um, yeah. all related, and and we're playing out this victim. A lot of us are playing out this victim archetype. And we have been for several decades now, and it's becoming more and more pronounced. Um, yeah.
0: and it is a yin yang energy. We come here to experience opposites, to experience contrast. So, how are you? How are you working with that as these things are are showing up more in mainstream media and are being talked about more? And it's something that maybe you. you had kept private for yourself. How are you personally working through what's coming up for you? Because that, like you said earlier, that's the work. It's how we deal with what's coming up.
1: Yeah, so it's it's really um, coming from a space and knowing that we had agreements coming into yeah. this world. We had contracts with people and also we're dealing with a long line, generations after generations after generations of the same behavior. And um there there is a sense of there has to be a sense of forgiveness to it all mm-hmm. for the victim and the perpetrator. You know, not that the victim we say, oh the victim doesn't need yeah. to be forgiven, but we we take that on. We take it it's my fault. It's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. But yeah. from a higher perspective, um, it's all part of Earth School. And mm-hmm. uh, we've all agreed to this. We knew what we were getting into when we came here. Yeah. Uh, we knew the parents that we were coming to. We knew the family. We knew the energy. And um, it really comes to a place of you have to just accept things how, how they are. Hold space for the world and and you have to be able to hold space for yourself in order to do this yeah um because if you have all these holes within you that you're trying to fill from the outside world you're just going to be miserable because um uh it's just that pleasure pleasure pain train and there's so much pain right now that um uh we're feeling so much loss we're feeling so much um you know so many negative negative or we can feel that and if we if we're walking around with all these holes we're trying to fill from the outside world so if you're able to come within yourself and hold space for yourself then you're able to hold space for the world even the perpetrators yeah because they also are probably victims
0: yeah but that's something that you're saying that's really important that we have to understand is that Everybody has learned anything that is unlike love, we have learned it from somebody else. It is not natural for us to not be loving, even if it came from a past life. As multidimensional beings, we we are operating in many dimensions at one time, unlimited dimensions at one time. And this is part of the, the journey of moving out of what we have been taught is reality because we've been taught reality is just a tiny little dot on, on an infinite board. And we are, we are holding on to that idea of truth like our life depends on it because that's how we've been conditioned to, to think. But when you begin to open up to this multidimensional dimensional aspect of ourselves, so we're traveling in different realms at one time, the mind has to be prepared for that level of expansiveness we begin to see that we are playing out roles we we when you go to a movie you can't watch a movie about a murder without somebody getting murdered you have to have those two actors playing the role there has to be one that goes through the process of receiving what is being given and but both actors know that they enter into that specific role to play that and when the the filming is done the shoot is over with They're not that, those are characters that they played. And in many ways we're waking up to realize that our lives are just characters. And this taking it so personally and being so identified with this character that we're playing is is part of this awakening process. So I'm so grateful that that you brought that up because we don't get out of this, this insanity. We don't get out of the density without the forgiveness of what has transpired that has given us an opportunity because that's really where the key word is. It's an opportunity for us to not be defined by what happened and because if you're defined by what happened, you're confined in an identity. When you can see what happened as an experience and free your mind from the identification of what it says about you, then you free yourself to just have had an experience like an actor plays so many roles. Many, many actors play villains and cops and robbers and happy people and and uh, dying people. You know, pl- playing people, they play all those roles. And we've got to get comfortable that what we are is an actor in an incredible, an incredible performance that is absolutely mind blowing. But when we enter into the the realm of aligning with that actor that is infinite, this, this life does get fun and easy. Then playing your role becomes joyful. Tell me how, as we're wrapping up our conversation, tell me, um, what are the things that you're loving about the role that you're playing as Kishland right now?
1: Um, Yeah, so um, I'm just at a, I am just loving myself (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I'm starting to really, now that I've kind of cleared the house, I can start to fill the house with what I actually aligns with what I want to create. The the house is no longer cluttered with somebody else's crap. I can, I can, I can create a beautiful space within myself and without. And um, so I've just, I've really just been playing with um, my essence and really getting to becoming reacquainted with my essence and what my essence is wanting to express in the world. And I've been working with archetypal tapping into archetypal energies. Um, I've been working with the priestess archetype and the moon and just the divine feminine, which I had, rejected for so long. I had um, really rejected the feminine part of myself for because of different things that had happened to me when I was young. And also, this is a very masculine world. And so I'm just enjoying stepping back into the feminine energy uh, that my essence wants to um, uh, express in this lifetime.
0: Oh, that is so beautiful. I absolutely love that. Well, it's just been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Do you um, if you don't mind, please share a, a nugget of wisdom. What if, For somebody who may be watching this, that it's in the middle of, of life being you know challenging because they're getting their lessons, what would be some uh, you know, a nugget of wisdom that you could share with them? How to navigate the world as it is today?
1: Um, just remember that your attention is your superpower and where you place your attention is, um, where your choices will lie. So if you choose to focus on the negativity from a place of lack, that's what you're going to experience. If you choose to focus on the, the world as a stage, as a, from a place of love and, um, where you're self sourced then you can hold a space. That's what you're going to you're going to experience exactly what um, you're thinking you're going to experience what you believe you're going to experience you're going to experience so place your attention inside. And then you can focus on everything else.
0: That, that is so beautiful. I mean, what, what you shared is so powerful because that is what we have to realize is that the world outside, we have created it by where we pay, placed our attention, but the world outside is going to shift when we are within us and within us, we change. We change the world we will see outside. It just, it goes hand in hand. I am so grateful that you chose to spend this time with me and you mentioned that you've got an event, um, for people to tap into that divine feminine. Can you mention a little bit about that and the date? And then if you have a link that you can post in, in the thread of this, this, uh, conversation on Facebook, that would be wonderful.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be hosting a, um, a free event, October 18th, and it's going to be a ceremony. And I haven't, um, I haven't, Created a link yet? I'm still working on um, the promotion part of it, and I will post a link to it. But it's going to be—it's called "In the Lion's Mouth," um, uh, reclaiming, um, basically reclaiming your sovereignty. And it's yeah. going to be a ceremony that I'm going to walk the participants through, and it's going to be absolutely beautiful. It's—it's I—I'm it's, already feeling it come through, and it's yeah. going to reclaim the parts of yourself that um, We've given away along our path So I'll, mm. I'll share the link in in the thread of this this video
0: Yes, that, that I'm sure that's going to touch a lot of people. So again, thank you so much for being here and for those of you who are watching now Now we'll watch later on next uh, Next week, which is going to be on September the 21st. I have a friend Carmen Fink is going to come and we're going to talk about her magnificent spiritual journey. And as everybody that I bring here, we are ordinary people who just like you are undergoing an extraordinary spiritual awakening. There's nothing special about Kishland or me. If we can do it, so can you. We are here to be examples for one another of what it is that that we want to experience. And when you see happy people, people who have discovered joy and allow themselves to to claim, um, allow ourselves to claim our worth, our magnificence, our holiness, our our divinity, well, it does make life heaven on earth. So we want you to have that too, if you want it. So Kishlan, thank you so much. And I look forward to um, seeing you around. I know we will be in touch.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you. Take care, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye.